0: Yo, damn it. No no chance in hell.
1: You got take what's minded, just too frail. Hey, yo. no chance in hell. You take what's minded, just, ay, yo, mind just, just too frail. Hey, yo.
2: no chance in half. You take what's minded, just too frail. Hey, yo. no chance in hell. You take what's minded, just too frail. Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. My craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Who about on back. From
1: the hash and
3: grass Ladies and gentlemen, welcome like to the, the, the only back show back on the Rundown Wrestling Network less painful than Nia Jax's hole. It is the WWE Rundown. I am your host, Jason. Troy is on assignment this week. Uh, lucky him. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I am not alone. I am joined, as always, by the lovely and talented John Venrick. John, how you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm uh, I'm doing much better now that I'm not having to uh, just randomly work like two to three hours later than I was expecting to.
3: Well, stuff happens, I guess. Yeah, we did miss you last week, though. It's good to have you back for sure. And uh, speaking of someone who's back, I like their front even more. It's our resident redhead, Ginger's in the house. Ginger, what's up, uh-
2: I mean, my beard is pretty sweet. I, I will, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you, sir. Hi,
3: guys. Nice, nice haircut. How did the pube trimming go? Did that work out, uh, too?
2: Actually, I did it on the same day, and it is nice. It's, okay, it's nice and smooth. Good. You, you
3: powdered, I hope, because you got to powder afterwards. I love oh, it. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, You got to get a good... Don't want to get ingrowns. Those are Absolutely. bad.
3: No, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, enough talk about Ginger's balls. Uh, actually, you know what? Given what happened on TV this week, maybe we should spend more time talking about Ginger's balls. It would probably be more entertaining. But yeah. we are mm. going to delve deep, deep into the world of WWE and maybe deep, deep, deep into the whole of certain wrestler. But before we do that, we got a little news to talk about. Stop it. The response... Some people talk about We've talked about it. I feel like, God, I feel like every week we got another response from somebody about The Undertaker's comments oh, about sh- the generations sh- being soft. But uh, this one for me comes from somebody uh, I've mentioned on the show I know, I've worked with, uh, who I appreciate their opinion. So I'm, I figured I would read it uh, because he chimed in this week, and he's been recently critical of WWE, being that they fired him. Uh, Mike Bennett weighed in on the whole situation earlier, uh, he, and he said, and I quote, you know, so first and foremost, I have the utmost respect for Undertaker. I always have and was one of my favorites growing up. He was nothing but kind to me any anytime I interacted. I didn't interact with him a lot at WWE, but every time I did, he was great. My issue is his problems seem to come at the talent and say it was their fault that the product is soft. I could promise you that the talent has zero input on the product that gets put out. They get told what to do. If they go off script, they get yelled at or they get punished. It's not the talent. The talent has always been ready and willing to do whatever is asked of them and most of the talent have had far more success on the independents doing what they normally do than what they get to than when they get to WWE and they get watered down. They get told to do this, and told to do that, and told to do this. I do I understood. I understand where The Undertaker's coming from. It's just from what I see it as, it's just a generation gap. It's a difference where we as the professional wrestlers of my generation, we look out for each other. We have each other's backs. We understand when the company's trying to screw us or not screw us or this or that, and I don't think the guys are soft. I don't think the guys are soft, and like my wife, is very close with Michelle McCool, and having that interaction there, I don't think Undertaker was trying to be disrespectful. I think it's just a generational thing. I think he's of the mindset... Some to... Okay. Oh, sorry, I think not say myself, Well, this is the way Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know if he's in the mindset, well, this is the way we did it, they're not doing it this way, so it must be wrong, as opposed to someone like Mick Foley, who's adapting, understanding the way of professional wrestling is evolving, or someone like Edge, who's helped out so many of the younger guys and understands where wrestling is evolving. So I don't think it was a disrespectful thing from Undertaker, I just think it was a generational gap and not understanding the generation of professional wrestlers. So based on the fact that he said it about 12 times, and I guess Mike Bennett thinks it's because it's a generational gap.
2: I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think I don't think so. <laughs>
3: Uh, you know, I think we've gone at this ad nauseum. I think there are so many different ways to really interpret what The Undertaker said that I felt most like somebody needs to sit him down and have him clarify the comments because at this point, everybody's sort of taking what he said and interpreting it and going on a rant about his, their interpretation of what he said. And Mm -hmm. I think somebody just needs to sit him down and have a talk with him, on like an Austin podcast or something and just sit down and get him to sort of really clarify what he meant and who he was directing it at if he would do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like you said, we've we've talked about this at nauseum at this point, but um, you no, know, I, I I don't want to repeat, but it very well could be a generational gap of things. But you also have to think a lot changed when it went to, uh, it turned into a publicly traded company. We talk about that quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff changed, like you know. Yeah, you could bring in Austin to do the beer drinking and stuff like that, but when it comes to new stars, they're not going to really push that envelope, so to speak, as much anymore because they don't want to get shit for it and lose money. Right. So, I mean,
3: Cena's a great example of that. He's talked a lot about how. They wanted him to do one thing. He went out with a live mic and just did his own thing. And he knew if it didn't work, he was going to get shit canned. Yep. But he was willing to take a chance on himself. So um, it's it's a harder environment to do that, and you have to be very willing to accept the fact that you may fail, and it may cost you dearly if you want to sort of succeed. And I feel like those that's sort of what the top guys in that company do.
2: Yeah. But I mean, all the younger people just blame the company and shit all over them. So
3: right, yeah. No, and obviously Mike's an interesting situation. He's seemingly the the more removed he gets from the situation, the more sort of I don't want to say bitter, but upset and resentful he gets of his mm-hmm. time there. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully that that sort of subsides and he just you know remembers that he's got uh, he's been able to provide very well for his family based on that working in that company. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, John, what are your thoughts, if you have any on, uh, on Mike Bennett's response there?
1: I mean, I both can see how he comes off a little bitter, but I also don't entirely, like, like, being someone who doesn't, like, know a lot of, or the inside stuff like you you guys Mm -hmm. do, uh, I can see where he's coming from. At Mm -hmm. the same time, the perspective, like, I don't, I don't exactly, like, it's hard to say what The Undertaker, like, or Mark, whatever you want to call him, um, uh, what he was actually getting at without like him having like contextualized it further. Right. And it probably didn't help his case to have like Goldberg's old ass come out and like, be like, yeah, that's totally right. You know, cause right. he, he is a bitter jackass in and of himself, but, um, which considering how much he's gotten out of the business in proportion to his talent, right. uh, no one should be happier about their role in wrestling than fucking Goldberg. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's hard to sort of say exactly what the Undertaker meant by all of that, but, you know, I can understand why it would rub some people the wrong way, but, you know,
2: yeah, ultimately,
1: he, it is yeah, what it is. They,
2: they gotta sit him down and you get him on another podcast, and uh, hell, put him back on Rogan's podcast, where it originally came from, right? That's right. where it came from, right? Yeah. Yeah, so just get him back on there and just fucking have him explained, like, listen... Oh. After the bell with Corey Graves. Get him on there. Corey yeah. knows what
3: he's talking about. It's a, it would be a great vehicle for both the podcast and for uh, Taker to sit down with somebody who understands the current roster.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, – I had a thought, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's – this this, com, oh, this comment happened, what, three, four – almost a month ago? Close yeah, to a month like ago? That. Yeah. So, and, and people are still commenting on yeah. it.
3: He's a big name, big influence in the business. One of the biggest Uh, in the world. The other thing about reading Mike's comments is it seems there's a bit of a disconnect, too, because I never got the... It feels like Mike is under the assumption that Taker was talking about the stuff that he sees the guys doing in front of the camera. I got the impression in listening to it that he was talking about backstage and what the guys are like backstage and then off the clock and outside of outside of what they're doing and the characters they're performing. So
2: it might have been a little bit of both. Could have been. But but we can we can only speculate at this point. Right. Exactly.
1: He he called out like the video games specifically. Right. Things specifically there right, which is definitely backstage stuff. So. Right. So yeah.
3: yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> during that read and the reason i got shook for a second was because a message (laughs) came across i don't know if you guys have this but like when we do these shows spoiler behind the curtain we do these shows over skype um no we're not all sitting in the same fucking room together believe it or not um i get like occasionally i'll just get these random fucking skype messages from like accounts that i have no idea who they are like fucking live five seven eight five four three two like just fucking spam shit i guess But uh, it happened to come through there. The worst was the other night I was fucking sleeping, and one of them fucking called my Skype account. I'm like, oh, Oh, fucker. So I had to turn off all Skype notifications. But, (laughs) yeah, just fucking don't do that, people. Don't be an asshole, all right? Fuck, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, as I say that, I'm going to get 800 more of these fucking things. So notifications going back off after the show. Anyway, uh, some good news to announce some good news, I guess, related to the world of Raw, which is a rare occurrence in this day and age. But uh, in July of last year, Sarah Rowe announced that she was leaving the wrestling business and shortly after announced that she was pregnant with her first child, with, of course, Eric of the Viking Raiders. Um, she announced today that they she gave birth to their child, uh, Raymond Cash Rowe. So another Ray Rowe. Um, eight pounds, 11 ounces. Apparently, forty-four hours of labor. So, God love her; she is a tough woman, apparently. But, uh, but, congrats to uh, Ray and uh, and uh, Sarah. So, uh, hopefully, uh, baby's healthy. Everybody's. It seems like the baby's healthy, and everybody's doing well. So, uh, congrats to those two. Dude,
2: imagine getting kicked in the nuts forty-four hours straight.
3: Forty-four hour labor. I'm just saying, Nia Jax is the one complaining about her hole.
2: <laughs> man that's a, that's a near two fucking straight days of trying to push a baby out Seriously, like, that's wild man like good, all, that. all the products, congratulations to them that, that's seriously fucking amazing but man both of them I mean she must have been like baby's out alright I'm gonna go to sleep right <laughs> and then Eric was like yeah I, I I think I want to take a nap too.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you have got two kids, Ginger. You know that uh, once the kids born, there's a lot of cleanup to be done afterwards. You're not following? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the wife had uh, uh, what what is it? What's the other one? Not when they push it out. What's the other one? Um, uh, C-section. C-section. Yeah, my wife had both C-sections, so oh, okay. She she had it pretty easy when it came to that, but well, then they got to sew her back up after, so it's they, still not. And word to the wise: don't look over that curtain during nope. a C-section.
3: <laughs> wow! Don't do it during a live birth either. You'll see things you don't, you can't unsee. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to some news of the AEW variety. Uh, well, you know, coming up soon, Cody Rhodes has this big tag team match against Shaquille O'Neal, so it was only logical that Cody would beef up the. Uh, the Nightmare Family recruits, and he has added two people to the Nightmare Family, including Aaron Solo and uh, Nick Camerato, to the uh, the the fold of the Nightmare Family. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, Aaron Solo, most famous for Bang and & Bailey. And uh, <laughs>
1: well,
3: Nick Camerato uh, is a guy. I mean... Big Jack guy, but uh, um. <laughs> here's the question, Ginger: If uh, Aaron Solo and Nick Camerata walked into a room wearing name tags that say "I'm Aaron Solo" or "I'm Nick Camerata," would you know who they were?
2: No, oh, because when you originally said their names, I was going to say who. <laughs> I was also going to do that.
3: <laughs> like I, it's just like I, I don't understand the point. Like if you want the nightmare family thing to mean anything. You can't just keep putting just these guys in there that do no. nothing. That mean like you're just a fucking jobber group at this point. You're what was that fucking group that Adam Rose had that ran around the fucking oh the Rosebuds? No, uh, no, 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 uh, no. Oh,
2: um, oh it my. It's like Bo
3: Dallas and God. Oh, gee, I'm blanking. It was on
2: basically there. Job Squad 2.0.
3: Right? Yeah, I'm blanking on what they called themselves, but oh that's mean. what I'm talking. You got, you got it, John.
1: I, I don't know the name either, but like I, oh, I'm God. connecting I'm what you're talking about now. It. Hold
3: on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Ginger looks that up. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't understand the point of this. I mean, they've added uh, you know, Red Velvet, who... And props to Britt Baker for her trolling of Cody Rhodes online, because it's fantastic. Cody Rhodes posted something to the effect of, I can't wait to team with Red Velvet to take on Jade and... Blah, 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 and Britt Baker responded, yeah, I beat your partner in about 30 seconds on Dynamite a month ago, so good luck, <laughs> <laughs> which I just found fantastic. Um, all right, this is running a little bit longer. It's taking Ginger longer than I thought it would define yeah. this info. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. And Rose Stable. <laughs> Social outcasts. There we go. Ah. Uh, so apparently my, my Googling skills are stronger than Ginger's. <laughs> uh, so we talked a lot in the Royal Rumble about the return Royal Rumble special, uh, which, God, I missed that episode already because we didn't have to talk about Raw. But we'll get there anyway. Um, Edge, we talked a lot about the return of Christian. Edge recently did an interview with the Sporting News where he said Christian was cleared a few months ago. Which, if that's true, puts him on pace to have been cleared around the time he did that match, quote-unquote, with Randy Orton, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense because we talked at the time that they don't typically allow somebody who's not cleared to be in the ring in any capacity, even if they're not taking bumps, yeah, just no. to avoid any potential problems. So apparently that was the case back then he was cleared, so... Um, we talked about it, man. I am so fucking pumped for the fact that Christian is back. I mean, I've been a huge Christian Mark for a long time. Oh, yeah. um, somebody and I I, I, I wish I remembered who it was, but somebody posted on Twitter something like, "Oh, I don't know why everybody's all over themselves about Christian. He's a he's a glorified jobber, or whatever." And several wrestlers came to that person and basically said, "You don't understand the business. You don't understand Christian. Go look at." you don't understand the fact that he's got the best footwork in the business, that he's most unselfish, that he gets he does more to get guys over in the ring than anyone else that I've ever been in the ring with. Um, so it was awesome to see people come to Christian's um, defense, not that he needed them to, yeah. uh, in that regard, because I, he, for my money, is in fact one of the most underrated performers in the history of the wrestling business. I don't feel he's he's ever been fully appreciated for how good he actually was. Mm-hmm. In part because I think he's always held that comparison to Edge, and that's a tough that's a tough
2: shadow to get out of. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, when when they split, Christian Edge basically went off, and he pretty much did his own thing. Like, the same exact thing for years. He tweaked it a few times, but... And then Christian was kind of, like, all over the place. Like, he tagged with Lance Storm. He was... He tagged with Test. He tagged with... Um, uh, a fuck-ton of other people. Jericho. Jericho, yeah. Um, you know, so many people, so he was kind of all around the place. And then once he went to TNA, I think... WWE was like, oh, shit, I think we kind of missed the fucking spot with him. Uh, and then when he came back, they let him run with it. And oh. you know, I, I think they did a much better with his singles run when he came back yeah. than they did the first time when him and Edge did Spartan. I,
3: I, to this day, will venture that his program with Randy Orton yielded some of the best matches I've ever seen. Those mm-hmm. two had as good of an in-ring chemistry as I've ever seen two guys have. Um, oh. And for his part, he's also one of the few guys, and you sort of mentioned it there, Ginger, one of the few guys to get released by WWE and go and be a huge success somewhere else and have to have WWE sort of mea culpa and we miss the boat on you and bring him back in, in an yep. elevated status. It's mm-hmm. sort of like him. It's sort of Cody and Drew McIntyre. It's a very short list of guys, if you think about it.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, w- with Drew, he kind of, he's admitted it himself. Like, he kind of fucked that up himself when he was younger. Where Christian just kind of had shit booking in a way.
3: Yeah. Huh? <clears throat> well, I mean, Drew's booking wasn't a ton better.
2: 3MB. <laughs> you know. Well, no, but at the same <laughs> time, you had him as the fucking, the chosen one for crazy. Yeah. M- M- yeah. Vince McMahon introduced him as the yeah. chosen one.
3: Yeah, and, his and wife, then his ex-wife sort of screwed him over there. Yeah, but so... yeah, what are you gonna do, uh, John? Are you a Christian guy or no? Uh, I, I don't actually... mean religious wise.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> in that case, not at all. But um, <laughs> as far as uh, yeah, I remember uh, like back when I was in wrestling the first time, uh, like I was a D and D nerd and I thought the Brood was cool as shit. Oh <laughs> yeah. So like you know I, I've I've been a fan of his pretty much since since then and uh, yeah I. I agree with you. I feel like you don't hear all that much about how good he actually is, Mm -hmm. like relative to edge or any number of other people who came, came to prominence in the attitude era. And I wasn't here last week, but yeah, I popped big time when he came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: And uh, Ginger, you can speak to it too. I mean, we've all worked with those guys who are just quietly so good, but nobody really necessarily appreciates how good they are because they're not that top-of-the-card superstar, but they make those guys look so much better when they're in the ring with them. Oh, yeah. So, And Christian's definitely one of those guys. So I'm glad Absolutely. to have him back. Hopefully this run starts soon. Um, if if we can believe that, uh, that Edge is going to choose... Ultimately, Roman Reigns, and that's going to be the program for WrestleMania. seem It would seem safe to assume at some point we're going to get maybe at uh, Fastlane Edge and Christian versus Roman and Jay, right? Oh, that's
2: dude. I am all on board with that shit right there, and no, hundred percent, (laughs) hundred percent, dude.
3: I'm not sure anybody's going to hear that. I heard it loud and clear, so it may come over the recording. I don't know. Maybe yours is set up better than Troy's. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) um. One last quick note. Uh, ROH has re-signed uh, Los Ingrenables, that's Dragon Lee, their heavyweight champion, Roosh, and Bestia del Ring. So ROH still... I know for a fact that Roosh and Dragon Lee were very high on the wish list of WWE, so it's a big get for Ring of Honor to keep their television champion and their heavyweight champion in the fold. So good on them, hopefully. I—I I, You know what? I, I picked ROH as my, my worst promotion of the year in our year-end awards and i took no joy in doing that i like roh we know i mean ginger and i have worked with guys who are there currently Mm -hmm. um who we want to have the best success possible um i just feel like they haven't handled the pandemic particularly well in terms of their present their their online not online their in ring and and uh, presentation is the word i was looking for um but i do you know i i love the fact that they've been very proactive in terms of their safety protocols i can't i can't uh praise them enough for that but um but yeah good good to see that they are locking up their talent also another thing to note they did pay their talent their contracted talent throughout the pandemic even though they weren't using them so good on them for that too are you a fan of dragon lee or roosh ginger
2: Uh, i don't even know who those people are
3: okay This is why it's WWE Rundown, folks. These guys don't watch anything else. All right, moving on.
1: I I very, very occasionally watch AEW. Okay. And uh, there was a period where I was trying to watch New Japan, but uh, just who has the time?
3: (laughs) Oh, man, I think I've said it on the show. Like, I would love to have more time to watch New Japan. If there is one product out there that I don't get to watch that I really wish I did it would be New Japan, because every time I see one of the big events, I will go and watch those, and I am just in love with the style and the in-ring psychology and everything they do over there, but it's like between all these WWE and AEW shows, it's hard to keep up with anything else. So Yeah. And yeah. now that they're actually running AEW storylines on Impact, I sort of got to keep up with that, too, and Jeff's not around to tell me what's going on anymore, so... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, poor guy, I had to go and die again. Anyway... <laughs> That is going to bring us to our favorite segment each and every week. It's a little something we like to call...
0: The good. Ah! The bad. Ah! What the fuck?
3: Ah! And we are going to start off as we always do with the Friday night... There you go. With a Friday night <laughs> delight that we know as SmackDown, let's get a little crazy here on the, in this little three-way we got going on. Ginger,
2: what was your good from SmackDown? Um, I don't want to steal anybody's, but there was quite a bit, in my opinion, that was good for SmackDown. Okay. Uh, so let's go with Cesaro and Brian. I'm gonna guess least, you didn't have as
3: much good for Raw. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get
2: it. We'll, more on that <laughs> in a few minutes. Uh, but yeah, the the match is Cesaro and Brian. So this is, I, I believe this, I believe it's the second time in the past few weeks that Cesaro has beaten Brian. Yeah. I want to see these two go in a best of seven series and have the last match end at WrestleMania. And then they I can think be that, a tag team. No. No, no, no. That's we how best of seven advice. series ends, Ginger. <laughs> no, it's not how it ended with Booker T and John Cena. <laughs> but no, I, I, or or a best of five. I I don't know how many fucking weeks we have till WrestleMania, but because it seems like every other goddamn week we have another pay per view between NXT and WWE. So, uh, this man again, these two just fucking nail it right out of the park. The the nice reversals and just these these two. Oh, the I the chain was incredible. I could literally watch these two have a match every week and I wouldn't complain because they would pull out different shit every single time. You know these these two worked each other in the indies all the fucking time and now they've brought kind of the, their style that they did in the independents to show on SmackDown. I mean they've had matches before and they've been good, but they keep letting them do this stuff and it's we're, we're all everybody that watches benefits from it
3: absolutely and uh to your point i feel like this is the type of wrestling we at least often still get and made us really start to enjoy the nxt product i think this is more Mm -hmm. of the in-ring style we get in nxt so it's nice to see a little bit of it up on the main roster with these two and hopefully uh it keeps going my guess is that we're going to see daniel bryan sort of pull off at some point i i I think his wrestlemania future is seth rollins but we'll see how that plays out over the coming weeks um john what was your uh did you have anything to say about that match before we move to your good
1: i mean i i uh i like the match i do feel like daniel bryan he's putting his his guys over which is great Mm -hmm. but at a certain point i feel like he needs to win something or those wins are going to stop meaning anything Yes and no.
3: I mean, there are certain guys who have that cachet that they've been around and have been at the top often enough and long enough that they can lose and they're still going to be. Randy Orton is one of those guys, and you see it every week. Like, he can he can lose all the time, and it doesn't fucking matter. He's mm-hmm. still going to be a draw when he shows up and does something. He's still going to make you interested just by the the, the character and, and his presence. So Sure,
1: sure. Um,
3: yeah, but but it would be nice to see Daniel, if he's leading into a program, get something nice going into WrestleMania a little bit. Yeah. For, right. sure. for sure. But uh John, what was your good coming out of Smackdown?
1: Uh, my good was the uh, Intercontinental Triple Threat match. I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. It was uh it was fun. It was it's as someone who is uh uh on record as being a mark for Sami Zayn. It's always nice when they let him fucking wrestle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was entertaining. I was a little surprised that it seems like they're sort of shifting back towards him and Biggie. Maybe like I figured that he was going to be the one to take the pin and then you'd get more of like heel Apollo or whatever that's going to be. But I don't know. Uh, I appreciated it. All
3: right. Uh, My good for SmackDown is the obligatory. Gotta love the Roman Reigns promo. Um, Uh,
2: Oh, yeah.
3: This is my uh, this is my good every single week and I think it's probably <laughs> gonna be for a while at the rate this guy's working. Um, just when he o- so both promos really because he opened the yeah. show um, he talked about edge winning uh, he talked about how winning the rumble gets you to main uh, the main event of mania. Uh, he talked about he is the main event. Uh, that, and then he goes on to why the hell am I up here? Why are you first off? Why are you going to Raw and NXT first when you know I'm the biggest star in the company or something like that? Um, and then he talks about why is why is he not out here? Why am I out here first? I'm the champion. He should be coming to me, especially because he interrupted both Balor and um, Drew on Raw. So he sort of felt like why are you, why am I the one? out here first. You're supposed to be coming out after me, or before me. So uh, I thought that was a nice little respect angle that they did there. Uh, and then I loved when you fast-forward to the end of the show, where he actually comes out and interrupts Edge, where he sort of gets what he wanted out of the original segment, where Edge is out there <laughs> first, which I think is a little little thing that a lot, not a lot of people caught, but I actually did, I really enjoyed it. Um, very quick, when they get in the ring, uh, he sends Paul uh, to the floor, he sends Jay to the back, and And I loved that. He said, "If you don't pick me, you disrespect me. <laughs> and if you disrespect me, you disrespect my family." And then he, asked, he demands that he acknowledge him not as the tribal chief, but as the main event of WrestleMania. I love that. I, I thought, oh, he is so fucking good right now. He is on a promo run. like who knew Who knew that Roman had promos like this in him? <laughs> that whole time? Man, so fucking good. Better heel work, man. Easier to be a heel, too.
2: Yeah, it is, you know, but you know, it's it just feels way more right of path with him as a heel, doing these slow fucking, is they're slow, but they're in your fucking face. I'm the shit, you're nothing, you're below me. It, it, it's This is honestly a work of art, and I read some comments on some social medias that said that people were saying they are not entertained by Roman right now. Fuck you. Stop watching yeah. wrestling. Yep.
1: There, there's a a simmering menace to everything he does that's really appreciated. Um, and I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say. I will say though that in that main event segment, I didn't feel like Edge brought it. Uh,
3: I well, we're gonna talk about Edge bringing it later on for me at least. But yeah, I mean. He might have been a little bit – I think he was playing a little bit not sure what he was getting with Roman, too. I, he didn't have that same quiet confidence that he had necessarily with the other guys, um, but I think that will change. And maybe they're saving a little bit of that. If this is the program he's going for, they don't want to use it all up in that first segment. So
1: Sure, sure. yeah,
3: Maybe sort of a slow build to that. Um, but I also just had one other random – um, good from SmackDown. I know you well, got a couple well, more ginger too.
2: Well, but before um, we move, before we move on, just one thing that I noticed was like in his promo, you could see him. I think it was the first one where he started getting angry, and he mm-hmm. just took the second, br- took a breath, calmed himself down, okay. and delivered the line again. Shit like that is fucking. He nailed it. He's fucking nailing everything else, everything right now. It's amazing.
3: Absolutely. Uh, my other random good, just a small little thing, was I loved the video of Bianca Bellar's parents' reaction to her yeah. <laughs> to the Royal oh, yeah. Rumble where, like, her dad falls over the couch and shit. <laughs> I just – you know what, Honestly, like, to me, that's the stuff that I find most endearing in wrestling. It's like th- those moments, like, you go back and you can see nowadays – they didn't release it back then, but now you see, like, the video – of Eddie Guerrero walking to the back after winning the WWE Championship and the standing ovation and, and uh, like to me, that's the shit that really gets me. Um, that emotional investment in a character sometimes comes from segments like that. And I just, I loved that. I thought that was cause we're, we're, you know, uh, Ginger and I are parents and John, I don't know your, your child status or at least children oh, I, I that you started. claim legally. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> so we all understand like when your kid does something amazing, it's, it's really sort of, Mind-blowing, and it's it's a euphoria that you can't match anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, I say that my kid plays baseball, and I enjoy watching him play baseball more than I enjoy watching any major league team for sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I, I really thought that was a cool segment that I liked.
2: I popped for him falling over the fucking couch I was <laughs> right <breaking> it. hilarious <laughs> dude. That oh, was great.
1: I wasn't here last week to talk about it, but her uh, her reaction to winning was like, oh yeah. That that got
3: me. Um, did you uh, Did you guys catch the video of her going to the back and Montez Ford and her having that emotional embrace and No, I,
2: I and saw did... I saw pictures of it, but I didn't see Dang. the video.
3: Yeah, they're like crying in each other's arms. It was It was really cool. But uh, Ginger, you said you had some other goods you wanted to mention.
2: Yeah, honestly, pretty much everything on SmackDown. It was kind of hot. It was. All right, it we're was disagree on well, some well, stuff. Well, I, then. No, no, no. no. Listen, listen, listen. There was one part that was fucking terrible, and they're kind of looped together in my bad and what the fuck, in a way. Uh, but no, uh, the Bailey's new finisher, I don't know when the fuck she started using that. Maybe using I'm that just stupid. Really? Yeah. Because for some fucking reason, Basically, I. Since she turned heel, right? Yeah, pretty much her whole, whole heel run. Amazing. Love it. I don't know, for some reason I didn't fucking see it before, I don't know. But, yeah, that thing is fucking it's, awesome.
3: I mean, it's basically the move, the reverse DDT that uh, Dean Ambrose used at first. Oh, yeah, but it was she the hooked out out. first.
1: Yeah, but she it, hooks honestly, the fucking that, arm. that's better than what he does now.
3: Like,
2: right, yeah. Um. And then, uh, yeah, the triple threat and Romans, both of his promos. Okay.
3: All right, so let's talk about the bad from SmackDown. And, uh, John, I'm going to let you kick this one off. What did you have as your bad?
1: I hate the Street Profits now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Like, they, they managed to significantly reduce my enjoyment of a fucking Dolph Ziggler and Bobby, Bobby Roode match, which is hard to do because I'm usually not into them anyway. And, yeah. But that fucking, like, box-in-box, like, commentary thing did nothing for me it was it was fucking horrendous
3: you you know what it reminded me of they did that with the new day where the new day had their own commentary table at one point and they just Mm -hmm. kept cutting into the commentary with them and it was just them yelling Mm -hmm. at each other and it's that same really shitty yeah that was awful that was that was absolutely terrible one of the worst parts of the show for sure no doubt about that ginger how did you
2: like that uh, that is kind of a part of my what the fuck. So I'll save my comment uh-huh. for that. But right. as, as like I just it was I don't uh, they tried to do something and it failed. hmm Because but if they've tried to do it before
3: and it fails every time they try to do it. Oh, I know. Of, that's sort of the like, thing.
2: Learn yeah. from your fucking mistakes. But right. now we now we absolutely have to suffer through it because there, of the there were
1: actually points in the match where they went full screen on the two of them and you couldn't see what was fucking happening in the match. It was
3: Yeah, but it was a Dolph Ziggler match. So are you really that upset about that?
1: I mean, if that's the alternative, yes. <laughs> like normally no. But like
3: <laughs> All right, my bad for Smackdown was Carmella getting involved in Bianca and Sasha. I don't fucking understand why. She has no reason to be there. She's lost cleanly two times on pay-per-view to Sasha, once on TV. She beat her once in a tag team match, and we're supposed to pretend that this is like a series of back and forth like no Sasha's won this feud it's time to move on let's build to something with Bianca and the only thing I can think of because I don't have a clear path for where we're going and we know we typically usually get two chamber matches is that we're building to Sasha defending her title in the chamber and Carmella's going to be sort of that main opponent in there although I'm having a hard time thinking how you fill out that on Smackdown I mean what do you? who do you have that you can throw in there Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan maybe Ah, uh, yeah, Carmel and Sasha. You still need They're two more. We in in probably Natalia, an yeah, and probably oh, Tamina. God. Oh, I hope not, Tamina. I, I don't.
1: I wouldn't want it. I just feel like any time <laughs> they, they have like,
3: like there has they, to be somebody else on the fucking SmackDown.
1: <laughs> i
2: I think we're missing still somebody can. that debuted. At, well, not debuted, but was in the Rumble that we haven't seen on Raw or SmackDown. That's Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I, I
3: still stand in my guns that I, I don't believe. That they're going to put Rhea and Bianca on the same brand. I think they're yeah. uh, I think they need to be separated in order to succeed and to have the max success they can have. Yeah. I was All right, we got, oh were... Bailey, Bailey would be in there.
1: there oh go. yeah. okay.
3: god, Jesus. So the, the SmackDown women's roster consists of Bailey, Bianca, Billy Kay, Carmella, Chelsea Green, who is cleared to return, by the way. Uh Liv Morgan, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sasha, Sonia DeVille, who's not active at the moment, and Tamina. So yeah, probably we're probably looking if we do, if we are going to that chamber match, at Bailey, Carmella. I mean, maybe that's where Chelsea returns. I don't know, but Liv, Natalia, and Ruby would be my guess. So um I, I mean I would be there for, for that chamber match, certainly more so than the one we're gonna talk about later. But uh, but yeah, I just don't. I I want to start. I hate the fact that they're drawing this feud out too. Like let's let's just have Bianca pick Sasha and let's sort of build to that. Let's do let's give that match a nice long build leading into Mania instead of playing the I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait game. Um, okay, that's Shh. just my choice.
2: Um, no, I, I'm glad you brought up that point because they're doing the same exact thing with Edge. They need one of the Rumble winners to be in right. your, in a storyline. Right. With Edge, it sort of makes sense.
3: Yes. Um, yep. But with Bianca, I, I I just let her pick her let her pick her opponent now. Let's let's yep. not do the same thing on both sides.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Plus, no, Oscar's agree.
1: gonna drop the belt to Lacey Evans, so Charlotte can pick oh, it up on
3: her anyway. So oh, more on that later. More God. on that later. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, Anybody else have any thoughts on this? Or Ginger, do you want to go to your
2: bad? Uh, <laughs> I'll go to my bad. Why are Corbin and Dominic Guerrero still on my TV every week?
1: That was <laughs> my bad until the tag thing happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's my what the fuck.
3: My what the fuck is uh, we needed more Corbin and Mysterio. Oh, yeah. And the face wins with
2: outside interference. Uh, right. God. <laughs> what the shit is this, dude? Why are we still getting this?
1: It's I, because uh, apparently uh, Mysterio's can't have feuds that last like a shorter amount of time than six months.
2: Like, where's Murphy? Where the fuck is Buddy <laughs> Murphy, dude? Banging Aaliyah. I mean, good for him, but still, no, not like, the dead singer because that would be weird. TV. I don't want to see Dominic Mysterio. I don't. Not right now. It's WrestleMania season. I don't. Want to see him on my fucking television or Corbin? I started to like Corbin a while ago. I'm back to fucking uh, go away Heat.
1: I mean, I, but... I want him to win lately because he's always fighting Dominic Mysterio. But... <laughs>
3: <laughs> see, and again, I feel like this is one of those scenarios where it all comes down to booking. Right now, they're being booked horribly. If they were booked better, I think they'd all be able to be over. But they're not. They're a net negative when you put them all in one story together. It just doesn't work.
1: And yeah. also they keep like trying to get Dominic to talk, which is not great.
3: I mean, at the end of the day, that's not a great <laughs> thing to do. No. Nope. Uh. Oh, man. All right. So, well, that that, uh, that kills my what the fuck. But uh, <laughs> I guess we will now go and let Ginger give us his what the fuck for SmackDown. All
2: right, sure. uh, the best thing you have for Chad Gable to do is teaming with Otis in a three-minute match while the Street Profits take the attention completely away from the match. Get Otis off my TV as well. Uh, and please, for the love of God, Jason Jordan, please be okay. I want American <laughs> Elf back so fucking badly. I don't want to see Chad Gable doing this shit. Even though I understand it's him on TV, but it was a shit three-minute thing where the Street Profits could talk over their match and build to Rudolph a match. It was fucking stupid. I, so... I I, I, we're, I think
3: we're hoping against hope for the return of Jason Jordan. I think it's obviously, we all understand it's not likely, yeah. but from a storyline perspective, they keep sort of building the storyline of Otis losing the matches and Gable blaming him. So I could definitely see that leading to a scenario where Gable says, I can't team with you anymore. I need a partner I can trust. And then you see the return of Jordan. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's not good. Like, why did we break up Heavy Machinery? Why? Tucker's done nothing, and Otis is completely floundered. Like, at least the, in, in a on a show, it's sort of like with the Iconics. We split up heavy machinery, and now Otis is teaming with somebody else. Yep. You broke up a tag team to get a less good tag team. So, what is the fucking point? Chucky's
2: not on TV. <laughs> Sticks and wheats and I'm on TV, motherfucker. Um, but I, I think the reason they want Otis on TV and I, is because after the Mania thing with Mandy Rose, they thought they had something with him. Yeah. And then they kind of just let those two drift apart over time, and now they don't have shit.
3: And, and of course, the money in the bank ended up being a huge failure. Oh, now. God. Although it's not um, much better where it's at right now. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, John, what was your what the fuck for SmackDown?
0: So...
1: I preface this by saying I like Kevin Owens. We're really going another month with Kevin Owens and Roman Roman Reigns. Like he's lost so many times. Like this story only makes sense if, like, he picks it up for a second and Roman gets back. At this point, why does he keep getting chances?
3: Okay. Which, if you were going to do that, you should have done it at the Rumble.
2: Right. Yeah. So the only way that I can see why they did this is because Roman was down, but he pulled the referee into the screen. The ref had to stop counting. So technically it was a dirty finish in a no disqualification match. That's the only reason I see why they're doing this. Uh, And I've been fascinated with their matches too. So, I mean, I kind of don't mind that if they have one more. So, as we
3: analyze this stuff and as we look for things, I think one Mm -hmm. thing we do need to take into consideration and factor in here. We have Elimination Chamber coming up in two weeks, obviously. Um, But prior to WrestleMania, we still have Fastlane in March. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, March 21st is Fastlane, and then April 10th and 11th is WrestleMania. Um, Well, so you say that, but here's the thing. Fastlane is going to be the first pay-per-view on Peacock. It's going to be the first event Peacock. Oh, so they're going to want that to be a big fucking deal.
1: It's going to be like the anti Fastlane, essentially. Right.
3: So I think they're going to load up that show. So I could buy into a scenario where Owens wins the title at Elimination Chamber, and then they have the big who's going to WrestleMania match at Fastlane. Problem with that is that then you're on like five pay-per-view matches between these guys in a row.
1: And, and that's they can't a lot. all be as good as they have been, right? Like you would think there would have to be a drop off at some point.
3: Well, I, you've done Last Man Standing. What's the, what do you what do you go to next? You can't uh-huh. go back to a regular match now.
2: Right. Nope. So, you just gotta build up.
3: I, I you've done the steel and, cage, and that's the thing. They've, they've done the steel cage match on on basic TV. And, they didn't even do that
2: on a pay per view. Uh, you can't feed him Jay or Jimmy, whichever one that is. Because you've already fed him, I think, (laughs) three fucking times to Kevin.
3: Right, and the storyline is that that Roman keeps cheating and keeps getting help, and he got help from Heyman, too. But you've done the the cage matches, the match that you do to block people out. And it's not Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, so you can't do a Hell in a Cell match because we can never do those unless it's on that pay-per-view now. Um, So what do you do? I mean, a ladder match, maybe? But, again... You're going to go through every stipulation match with these this combination of guys? It's I don't know. I think it's well, elimination
2: chamber, my guess is they're going to put Roman in an elimination chamber match. Three I don't think they're going matches. to put
3: both championships. <laughs> in. There's going to be one men's, one women's. There has to be. That's why I think Sasha's going to do hers in, a, in one of those.
2: We'll see, but it would be the only way for it to make sense that Roman We're... loses championship and not lose all of his yeah, moments.
3: Dude, we're two weeks out. If they were going to do that, they would have had to announce it this
2: week. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. That's a good point.
3: So, yeah, I can't see that, but who knows? Who knows? A lot of, a lot of things can change between now and then, Ginger, Just they, do they, have...
2: they, they, so They've done a lot weirder shit.
3: For sure, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Ginger, did you have a what the fuck? Uh, mine was the Chad Gable thing. Okay, that's right. So you're good. So everybody's covered. Anybody else have anything random about SmackDown they want to mention before we move on?
2: Did you do your what the fuck, John? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Kevin Owens, yeah, yeah. okay. That's yeah. how we got to talk about sorry, it. Right sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. All um, right, then, moving on.
3: Now, before we talk about Raw,
2: can, <laughs> just,
3: can I just say, was, was I the only one who, the second they saw that on Raw we were getting Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in a non-title match, went, fuck, I don't want to watch this show. Right. Please <laughs> please don't make me watch this show.
1: Uh, I mean... That's honestly my knee-jerk reaction to Raw every week anyway, but... All <laughs> right.
3: Well, more on yeah, that later. yeah, it is
1: definitely... Uh, there's something deflating about seeing that that's happening for, like, the 1,500th oh, time, God. despite the fact that Randy Orton claims that they have unfinished business
3: Right. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. No, just it's awful, 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 awful. Anyway, uh, so we'll start with our good from Raw, which is going to be a very short list, I'm guessing. Yep. And I am going to start with the one in ring thing that I enjoyed Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee I actually finished and what happened after the match aside the in ring work in that match I really really fucking enjoyed I thought they worked really well I thought they had good chemistry in there I thought Riddle bumped like hell for the power moves of Keith Lee I thought Keith oh, yeah. Lee sold for the UFC so MMA style of Riddle I thought they worked really really well together and I'm actually looking forward to their match at the pay per view. Um, I think Lashley ultimately afterwards looked like a fucking monster. Dude.
2: Um,
3: I, I, I don't understand how Riddle gets involved in the title shot given that he's now lost to Lashley <laughs> twice and lost to Keith Lee, but somehow it's a triple threat match but, because we need someone to take the pin.
1: Right. But, so uh, now, hold on. Hold on. Well, hold on. The world title again, I
2: well, the thing is, were those actual title matches that Riddle had was involved in? Because I'm pretty sure the one, one, the of, one, one of them i know wasn't
3: yeah i think they both were
2: no one of them wasn't because it was the fucked finish where um the ref didn't see riddle tap out and right
3: and then he got a title match from that one and lost tapped out to the hurt lock and then last last week he had the match where oh you didn't watch raw last week yeah last week he had his u.s title match where he got the last won by disqualification for refusing to release the hold
1: Oh yeah, oh, but the right. the thing is, like, even in those matches that he technically won, the visual of him tapping has been in every match. Like, right, Yeah. So yeah.
3: like yeah. And then he ate a clean pin to to but but any anyway, event, so all that bullshit aside, I fucking loved the in ring. I I think I want to see these guys in a more prominent role even if Vince doesn't. That's just me.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and in considering the fact this, again, you said this about the Cesario and Daniel Bryan. This is kind of an NXT style match. Yeah. Very much so. It was nice. Very much. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ginger, you're good from Raw. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> Edge completely just ripping apart the Miz in his promo. That was my other option. <laughs> Dude, he fucking made him look like such a fucking fool in, in every sense. Like, I'm yep. talking promo-wise, the way Edge delivered it, and calling Miz out, uh, what do he say, uh you, you just enjoy- want to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: want to be awesome. I did that 20 years ago. 20 years <laughs> ago.
2: And and then there was another one where he said you can be awesome while um while he's something I can't I wish you, I could. No, he wrote said that. you
3: need to be awesome and I need to be champion. Yes,
2: thank you. Okay, yeah. And
3: just everything like <laughs> man At- and just the logic, like, he says, he says, I'm thinking on a completely different level than you. You're coming out here and telling me what you're going to do? <laughs> like, oh, my God, so good. Uh, yeah, no. I,
2: I was the one that put the money in the bank on the yep. map, and she yep. just fucking completely making Miz look like a fucking idiot. It was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. John, not. did you how many times did you nut during that John?
3: Yeah, John, you were critical <laughs> of, uh, you were critical of Edge's promo yeah, he on was, SmackDown. He was, so how did you uh, feel about his raw appearance?
1: I, I very much enjoyed the raw appearance. Um, okay. any any time that uh, someone shit talks the Miz, I'm pretty much in, but uh, yeah, I uh, number of nuts was I don't know, hard to calculate, but <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that, those two were the two I was bouncing back and forth between on my goods as well yeah. <laughs> um, because okay. there really wasn't anything.
3: <laughs> so, so you don't have anything else for good then? No. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, no. Here's a question based on that Miz and, and Morrison thing, though. How would you guys like Angel Garza in that group?
2: Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Um, well, let's just jump it in it.
3: This oh, is that on your list one, later?
2: One of my bads. Since when is okay. Angel Garza, Garza joined up with John Morrison and The Miz? It did seem to come out of nowhere, but it does make sense in a little bit
3: because he was facing Damian Priest, who's been a thorn in the side of Miz and Morrison the last couple of weeks. Oh, no. I, I So I'm, I'm torn about this alliance. I really am because, on one hand, I like Angel Garza, and I want to see him on TV more often, and these fuckers are on TV every week. So this gets him on TV. And... He sort of looks like he fits in with them. He's got that sort of movie star good look and the suits and the whole deal. And so if they, if, if he's used in a way that that benefits him, I, I, I don't hate it. But I'm nervous that I will end up hating it, if yeah, that makes it, sense.
2: You want to know why you're going to hate it? He's going to be their little fucking jobber crony. Probably, probably. Which, but I'd did, rather have him be a jobber than... So I go got.
1: I was just gonna say, how do you define who the jobber is in that fucking group?
3: Uh, fair. Um, I'd rather have him be the jobber and at least be on TV than not be on at all and not be on the Royal Rumble or anything,
2: you know. I know. It's just, I just don't want to see him with them. <laughs> like, I, know. I know. That's my only
3: problem with it. I know. All right. So that's going to clear out the goods, because uh, there were only two options, and we've already <laughs> selected them both. Uh, so, John, since you didn't get to get to a good before Ginger and I took the two that were <laughs> eligible, uh, why don't you lead us off for your bad, because there's a plethora a plethora of shit to choose from. Have at it, John.
1: So, yeah. my uh, I mean, I was going to say my bad, but there were so many bad things. But I realized... While I was watching AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy wrestle, that I fucking hate Jeff Hardy matches at this point. <laughs> like he <laughs> bores me to tears. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is like about his matches specifically because I feel like I generally find AJ Styles enjoyable when I see him in ring, but like this, this match did less than nothing for me. And
2: I'll tell uh, you exactly what the problem is, John. His matches are all. The same. He gets his axe kicked, possibly come back, no, nope, cut off, and then he gets the shit kicked out of him again, hits his signature moves, and then they go to the finish. That's how his matches are almost every single fucking time. So, that's fair. It's, and that's why we're... Because I'm the same way. You know, I used to be a fucking huge Hardy fan, but he just... I, and I, I, I think he's just beat up at this point, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. Also on the subject of uh of the Miz thing, I agree with Jason's call that uh that Garza very much looks the part. Mm-hmm. Um that was actually when they all walked to the ring together. My first thought was, Why the fuck would anyone want to be in a faction with the Miz? And my second thought was it it this looks natural though. Like...
3: <laughs> yeah. And he looks he has that look of like a shit bag, like he would fit in with them. You know, like they... <laughs> They'd have so, something in common.
1: Can we just peel Morrison off and let him do something interesting <laughs> and then just have so, Garza replace Morrison?
3: So oh. in that in that group you have a briefcase and a shit bag. So there you go. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Randy Orton's <laughs> group?
3: Yeah, right. Um, all right, so my bad from Raw was the elimination chamber participants. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> we cannot even begin to try to pretend that we give a shit about any of the young talent on this roster because we've got six spots in a match and AJ Styles who I'm fine with don't get me wrong Drew McIntyre obviously is the defending champ is fine but from there Randy Orton, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, and who's the other one i'm missing
1: fucking miz
3: miz okay this is the best like i have less than zero interest in this elimination chamber match in the past leading into wrestlemania when they've done this event i've been able to say wow i could see a scenario where this happens and they go here for mania like there is no scenario where where drew mcintyre is the champion coming out of elimination chamber They've set it up so it's... And by the way, while we're at it and we're having this conversation, somebody needs to explain to me why the fuck we did the Sheamus turn last week if he's going to be in the Elimination Chamber with Drew. (laughs) Isn't the better story? Drew thinks he has an ally going into the chamber rather than being completely outnumbered, and then inside of the chamber, Sheamus turns on him? If you're going to the one-on-one match, it makes sense to do the turn last week. If they're all going to be in the chamber... Save the turn for the chamber. Right. <laughs> Ginger, you looked like you had something to say about that.
2: I at least give them the credit that they didn't just play that off like it didn't happen, and Sheamus is like, dude, what the fuck? He accepted my match. Why do I have to now go into Elimination Chamber? So I give them a little bit of credit for doing that, but yes, no, I agree 100%. Why do the change if you're just going to bring it to there? It's just... Uh,
1: you, you got to appreciate that all the authority figures on Raw essentially said, you're not a big enough draw, Seamus. We needed a match, <laughs> that,
2: that was, that was <laughs> match for Elimination Chamber. Dude, you suck. You're not a big enough draw. Sorry, bro. <sighs> Andrade,
3: Angel Garza, Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt, Cedric Alexander, Damian Priest, uh, <clears throat> um, let's you see... see. John Morrison, Keith Lee, uh, oh. Mustafa Lee, uh, Ricochet, uh, Riddle, uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, yep. Don- Donovan Dijakovic, not fucking T-Bar. Uh, <laughs> Kofi uh, that- Kingston, Xavier Woods. All guys I would rather see in that match. By the way, Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion, so you could still do that fucking tagline and play into the whole he's going to try to go for Kofi Mania 2. Um, and you could put Ali in there, and then you have the natural fucking conflict of the two guys who are feuding over the fact that Kofi took his spot in Elimination Chamber. <laughs> like, it doesn't get better than that. You can't even fucking fake that. Um, but instead, we just have to load it up with guys who suck, are over... No, I, I shouldn't <laughs> say suck. That's not fair. Guys who have had their moment, are past their primes at this point, but are just in the main event of everything. And AJ Styles is still great. I have no problem with AJ being in this match, because I think... I don't recall if he's done an Elimination Chamber match before. I don't think yeah, he, he has. Does. Yeah, he has. Has he? he?
2: Does. Okay. Yeah, he was eliminated by Orton.
3: Okay. Well, I don't remember it, but I still think he's I think he's still at the level to do some cool shit inside the chamber, so I'm I'm oh, yeah. cool with that. Um, so,
2: but the rest of this lineup fuck off. Seriously, why couldn't why instead of the Miz, put in John Morrison? So that means that's going to be a fucking another pay-per-view that John Morrison does not get on. It's also going to be another pay-per-view where
3: Miz has a chance to get a title shot when he's got the fucking briefcase. He <laughs> doesn't need title chances yep un-fucking-believable just terrible awful booking shoot me please alright well I won't shoot you but I will let you go to selecting your bad for Monday Night <laughs> Raw which is, is still just a smorgasbord of shit for Tuesday Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> um, why does Lacey Evans have to go through Charlotte to get to Asuka Oscar? that doesn't make any fucking sense to me just okay, go after is... the fucking champion that's barely on fucking TV okay. What the fuck This is This uh... is not my what the fuck but this is right <laughs> up there
3: This is on my bad as well
2: so like uh... you have the storyline instead of actually having your champion on TV What the shit is this again and to the 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 fact that Asuka was there she did a segment with Bianca out back. Have Lacey attack her. All set. You're there. You don't have to go through her. Oh, best friend Charlotte to get to her. Oh, God, it's so aggravating.
3: Okay. So my, my so I have several issues with this. First off is, we can't even try to build up a contender anymore because we have a match for a number one contendership, but even that fucking ends in a DQ. So you've got... She couldn't even pin Charlotte or beat her or make her submit to earn her title shot. She she only gets the title shot because Charlotte got mad and shoved a referee. Way to build up a contender for a
2: pay-per-view, fuckers. A simple schoolboy and Rick holds her right. legs or something yes. like that it's that simple all you have to do it, it, it wouldn't take away from fucking charlotte it would nothing they did nothing. this finish with charlotte a couple weeks ago in the tag match he took the pin in that scenario
3: so bad like this is just awful and you intentionally did the shoulder injury before the start of the match so you had the out you gave yourself the out and then you still went to a fucking dq <laughs>
1: <laughs> unbelievable john your thoughts um, I agree with everything you're saying. And also, I feel like we got a particularly bad match out of Lacey in this one, too.
3: Yeah, that was the match itself was another part of it. So Oof. there were two spots in particular, and one is, one, every, <laughs> one is the one everybody's talking about, which is the the one where Charlotte charges into the corner. Lacey was clearly supposed to like get her foot up or move out of the way or whatever and Lacey just stands there, and Charlotte has to come to a dead fucking stop and just stare at her that like she's Charlotte's frozen fault. in time, that's and Charlotte's then Lacey fault. slaps her.
2: Charlotte should have known better. You don't just fucking stop.
3: Well, when you're charging in for a boot, you have to stop for the boot. If the boot's not there, that's Lacey's job to get the boot up. Yeah. Charlotte didn't recover that well, obviously. But... She stopped and
2: slapped. Get out but of
3: But who's, who's calling the fucking match that nobody said, you know, corner boot, you know? Or corner elbow,
2: something. Right. Just, it's yeah. Hard. I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. I don't it know. It was bad. But, but the other one
3: that I don't think a lot of people maybe caught, because I haven't heard anything about it, there was a spot where Charlotte was on the apron, and Lacey's clearly supposed to hit her in the back of the leg and sweep her leg out, and Charlotte's planning to take a back bump. And instead, Lacey grabs her leg and pulls it behind her. So Charlotte is prepared to take a back bump, but then has to like adjust and, and regroup and then take a front bump, which she wasn't prepared for, which made everything look awful. Um, Ginger, did you see that move that way, too? Am I reading that correctly in your oh, opinion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because okay. uh,
2: the Lacey does that all the time, the leg sweep.
3: Right. So it looked like Charlotte... Charlotte looked to me like she was planning for a back bump there and then went, why the fuck are you going that way with my leg? I can't back bump off that.
2: This is bad. This this whole fucking storyline's bad. This match is bad. Uh, God, Rick looks like fucking shit. I thought Rick's promo was good. I liked Rick's promo. I will say that. It was bad, but he, he fucking... Hold the mic up there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I just... I, I the, the, Yeah, the promo part was bad, but, like, just... This something so like I mean, you, you told me to stay at home. I'll be the
3: day I let a woman tell me what to do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't let them tell me what to do. Like, we shouldn't have to take this step for Lisa to get her match. No. We really not shouldn't. At
3: not at all. But this is all, of course, leading to Asuka and Charlotte at Mania. Mania so, uh... John, did you like this match?
1: Oh, it was hot trash, and uh, <laughs> I I I don't think Asuka's gonna have that belt by Mania. I think it is a very optimistic outlook for her. Like she's she's been an afterthought for fucking months.
2: Uh, yeah, which is a fucking shame. One of Agreed. the best fucking female workers, and she's barely on your fucking television every week.
3: Yep, and then that promo she cut with Bianca wasn't any help either. But mm-hmm. also anyway. true. all right. Uh so that's gonna bring us to our what the fuck from Raw, which often is stuff that's very interchangeable with our bad stuff. <laughs> but in any event, let's lead off this segment with Oh shit, I forget who led off last segment, but I'll I'll go with this one. No, I did last <laughs> one, didn't I? Okay, now John, you go first. Right. <laughs> so give me give what me your what the
1: fuck. When are they going to do something with the women's tag titles that will make me give a shit about the fact that they exist? Because everything that that played into uh, those titles was hot trash today. Or, well, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it this morning,
2: but... <laughs> uh, I, I wish I could tell you. Because you know for Mania, when that comes up, it's just going to be four rando women tag teams in a match. It's going to be a four corner women's match. How? I'm pulling for the riot squad. <laughs> I'm pulling for whoever wins the dusty classic so they can bring them to NXT. Oh, right. And because because <laughs> normally the winners of the dusty cup, get the tag title championship uh, tag title shot. They, they have women's tag team championships and they could easily bring those to NXT and I think that would be a huge fucking yes moment for uh, the 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 women's tag team titles.
1: And it would give you something to do with, like, the 8 million women they have on NXT? <laughs>
2: yeah, like, I mean, the Dusty Classic, like Jason said a couple weeks ago, it looks like it was just saying, no, let's do it for the women, too. Let's just do it. Sure. But still, we, we have it, so use it to your advantage. Absolutely, because um, they're not using those fucking women's tag team titles to their advantage. Nope, not at all. Uh, Ginger, what was your what the fuck from Raw? Ah, uh, so it was I, I, I forgot this was my what the fuck, um, um, and you had brought it up earlier. The entire booking process uh, for Raw in general, but <laughs> you've had you've had Matt Riddle feuding with Lashley in the Hurt Business for how long now? And You don't get a clean match between the two. So now they say, fuck it. Let's put a triple threat and put Keith Lee in the mix. What? Like, this whole scenario with this has been uh, what I honestly thought was going to be Riddle coming out as the fucking United States champion because he's been put through hell because of the Hurt business. Now... My guess is it's going to build up to Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley. I don't think Lashley's losing that strap at, uh, in the triple threat.
3: Probably not. Uh, but Unless you want to elevate Lashley so you yes. have Lee get the pin on Riddle.
2: That,
1: yeah. that, 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 that was actually my, my assumption because yeah. the way they book Lashley, I feel like he needs to graduate past this belt. Yeah.
2: Because I will give them credit, man. They have made Bobby Lashley look like an absolute beast. See, here's the problem
3: though. Even if you assume Roman and Edge at Mania, you've already done Drew and Lashley. So even if you want to elevate Lashley, Drew's already beaten him. Yeah, That's not a Mania program then. True. That, that, that was the one thing it's that I came out could of be
1: that. The scenic bit. route to getting him there, but like...
3: Of course, really... Drew beat Orton like 85 times and he kept getting more title shots. That's true. But so, also,
1: so... like, it feels like the like nothing interesting is happening with the U.S. belt because Lashley just demolishes everyone they put. <laughs> so like, if you want any intrigue there, the, that belt's got to go on someone else.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's
1: true. Also, okay. I I forgot that my what the fuck was originally Matt Riddle's promo, but all the shit about uh, you're not
3: an Air Bud fan.
1: I'm not an Air Bud fan. <laughs> uh, what? Nor am, I, nor am I a play into him as an idiot stoner like. It's not actually funny.
3: I I mean, he's done the idiot stoner thing since forever.
1: Right, Uh, but I... They've definitely amped up the idiot part of it. I feel like it is worse on the main roster than it was... Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely.
3: But he was goofy in NXT. I mean, Ginger and I... The thing that made us really fall in love with Matt Riddle was this Pete Dunn shit, and he was doing some of the goofiest shit, like riding swan boats and shit, like... (laughs) Like, he was goofy as shit in NXT, but it wasn't, like, dumb goofy. That's yeah. the difference, yeah. Uh,
2: so we're, we're going to backtrack a little bit. So you brought up a good point, Jason. So if Edge does pick Roman, who do you put in the main event at WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre? That's interesting because he's beaten Keith Lee. He's beaten
3: Lashley. He's beaten Orton. Mm-hmm. He's beaten... I, I, if it's Sheamus, I'm, I'm not even going to watch the night of Oof. WrestleMania that's on. Um, yes. No disrespect to your fellow ginger brethren, but no. Um, so
2: I, I think I, it would be a hard-hitting match, but it wouldn't be anything phenomenal.
3: And, and he's beaten Lesnar, so you can't even like go to that one. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I don't really know what to do at that point. Um, I ready. mean, maybe maybe noted racist Hulk Hogan returns. He was on SmackDown this week, so, you
2: know. Totally fucking oh, random. Yeah. But
1: that was <laughs> very strange.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that, that's the thing, like, who, who the fuck does he work at Mania? Who do you build a hell of a good program with your WWE champion on Raw for the biggest pay-per-view of the year? And the only one that I could see maybe in that scenario, and I, I can't remember if they've worked a program, uh, would be AJ Styles. They just did the pay-per-view. At, did they? Yeah. They only had one off. though. That was just a one-off, wasn't it? I, and they inserted himself in that shit. Okay, oh, so let's... Right. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. here we go. Uh...
3: Alright, so here's the Raw male rosters. You tell me, because it's got to be someone from Raw if Edge is jumping over to SmackDown to challenge them. It's got to be a superstar currently on the Raw roster by the rules WWE has given us. AJ Styles. I mean, maybe, but we've seen it. Akira Tozawa. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that's
1: going to be it.
3: Andrade would actually be a decent choice. That would be good. But he's not there, and I don't know that that's a Mania match either. Uh, Angel Garza, no. Uh, Big Show, already beat him. Uh, Bobby Lashley, already beat him. Oh, motherfucker, it's gonna be Braun Strowman, isn't it? Oh, he's on Raw? Yeah. No, he's on SmackDown! No, he's on Raw. Oh, my God. Remember, Uh, he was on Team Raw with Sheamus and them, and then... Oh,
1: that's right! Oh, my
3: God! It is gonna be Braun. Uh, Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt's locked up with Orton. (laughs) Bray Wyatt's locked up with Orton. Carlito, no. Cedric, no. Dabba we don't even know where he is. Priest is going to do the thing with Bad Bunny and uh, Miz and Morrison. Gulak, no. Elias, no. Uh, Eric from the Viking Raiders, no. Graham Metal Dick, no. Umberto, no. Ivar, no. Riker, no. Hardy, no. Jinder, no. Morrison, no. Keith Lee, I mean, maybe, but he's beaten him. Kofi, no. Dorado, no. Mace, no. Miz, no. Mustafa, no. Should be, but no. Uh, MVP, probably not. Omos, uh, no. Orton, God, no. Um, Ricochet, no. Moss, no. Riddle, no. R-Truth, no. Sheamus, possibly, but fuck me. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, <laughs> no. Slapjack, <laughs> uh, T-Bar, <laughs> Titus, Tucker and Xavier Woods; those are your options.
1: So, this would be insane, considering they just had him go over Goldberg. But is there a chance that he's going to drop the belt to someone, and then they revisit it that way? Uh, at I can't.
3: I can't envision that, just because they just had him get it back from dropping it quickly to Orton.
1: Right.
2: I don't know, man. This is a. This is not looking good.
1: Like, if he pins someone and then the Miz manages to cash in after the match or something stupid like that, and then it ends up being a horrific, you
2: know... Oh, my God. Miz Miz versus Drew McIntyre at fucking WrestleMania sounds like the worst match. So, given that dearth of options,
3: and and we've heard rumors that it's not going to happen, but let's just say for the sake of argument, would you be into John Cena versus Drew McIntyre? Yes. Yes. I'd
1: rather
3: see that than Braun. Okay. Yeah. I know Sal would hate it, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if you guys would be into it. So I,
1: I'm not a big Cena guy, but like
3: yeah. I could I could I could pop for Cena and Orton. I think that could be that could be if the story's told well. You know, Cena, one of the great all times, wants to test Drew, similar to what Goldberg did, but Cena can actually still fucking go. I
2: don't know. All I think right. I be there for <laughs> that's, that's fair. But um, I, I, I unfortunately, I mean, Cena... Go, but, well, but
3: yeah. yes. Okay, so I know what you're going to say, Ginger. There are reports that Cena's doing a movie in Canada because of the COVID protocols. He wouldn't be able to travel. By the way, where does Sami Zayn live again?
2: Canada, but he's probably stationed in Florida now. Uh,
3: where does Kevin Owens live?
2: Uh, same, Probably the same he situation. Rudevall, he doesn't yeah. station there. He had
3: a house there, and they sold it to move back to Canada. It's one of the reasons... When he got called up from NXT, they moved right back to Canada. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what Come the on. specifics are, but
2: don't get my goods going for that. Dude. But but the it's thing just is, to be disappointed is disappointed by Sheamus versus Drew.
3: The thing <laughs> is, is Cena is likely if it's if it's supposed to be a surprise in a couple weeks, Cena's is going to plant seeds telling you why it can't happen, so that the surprise happens. Cena and Cena knows how to work a program. So, yeah. um, the fact that that came out when it did to me was immediate red. Like red flag, like something's going on here. If he's telling us there's no possible way for me to be there, um, but yeah, I could, I could. I, again, better than Braun Braun Strowman. So, oh my god, know. dude! If they try to give us Braun Strowman for WrestleMania, I quit. Now, for the sake of argument, as we continue this line of discussion, if if for some reason we're all wrong, and Edge selects to go against Drew McIntyre. Then we're looking at Roman Reigns needing to select somebody from the SmackDown roster. Yep. Aleister Black. Nope. Not even on TV. Angelo Dawkins. Now, by the way, Alistair Black could be we a could. good challenger for Roman Reigns, but he's not on TV because they're mad at his wife. Um, Dawkins, no. Cruz, no. Big E, not yet. Bo Dallas, no. Cesaro, no. Gable, no. Brian, okay. Yep uh ziggler no mysterio <laughs> dominic no uh Jey Uso, jimmy Uso, obviously no kalisto no kane no kevin owens god not another one king corbin fuck that mojo raleigh uh-uh montez ford nope murphy again could be should be no uh otis <laughs> god how good could it be if they built up murphy for a few months and he was the one to go on against Roman. How good could that match fucking be? Oh, dude. God damn. I think they had a TV match a couple like it was months super ago. Good. And it was really fucking good. Uh, Rey Mysterio, no. Robert Roode, no. Sami Zayn, no. Seth Rollins, no. Uh, Nakamura,
0: yeah. yeah. With the right
3: build, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and Wesley Blake. So Certainly more interesting options on the SmackDown side than the Raw side, but... This this is a tough sell without without having some sort of special attraction star come back for that. The, the, you're in a hard, tough sell spot. Like, and, and this is, to, to the point I make all the time, the reason why you're in this tough sell spot is because you haven't built people like Murphy or Aleister Black who could be those exciting new guys to move to the top of the card. Uh, yeah,
2: you kind of just took my whole speech right out of my mouth right there <laughs> honestly <laughs> it, yeah it's tough but at the same time I uh, I almost wonder if they don't even know what the fuck they're doing yet <laughs> honestly like, look so, at, what, look at what you have you don't have shit but yeah you need you have two months two months right Yeah, March April. You have two months to build up two, technically four major stories, both women's belts and both heavyweight belts. Four months to build, two months to build up all those. Well, two of those stories build automatically with the Rumble winners picking them. Yes, but they haven't even fucking picked them. Right. (laughs) So it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. No, that's a problem. So I, I I'm I'm Ugh. I'm seriously thinking like they don't even know what the fuck they want Edge to do. I know.
3: It's possible. Wouldn't shock me. God, how how much how awesome would it be though if you picked the NXT title? God, the match. Oh,
2: orgasmic. Seriously. Ugh. Apparently there are rumors going around that they do want the NXT title or Finn at WrestleMania. So, but yeah. we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, no, that wouldn't shock me at all. Um. So Ginger, was that
2: your what the fuck or was that John's? uh that was kind of like a question that i had brought up but i okay. think we started with my what the fuck because it was just the entire booking process of raw
3: okay okay uh so john's done his which is going to lead me to my what the fuck why the fuck was shane on raw
1: that was almost my what the fuck
3: <laughs> not not advertised so he's supposed to be a big surprise but he's a big surprise that literally did nothing except come to the ring and tell adam pierce to make an announcement and then just left. Yep. The only thing I can think of is it sort of looked like maybe they were planting seeds for him to be against Drew. But. So how? They,
1: I, was thinking, I was yeah. wondering if he was going to wrestle Adam Pierce.
3: <laughs> oh, maybe Shane's the match for Drew at WrestleMania.
1: Oh, <sighs> God. I think I would actually uh, rather see Braun than that. But If I it's would.
3: WrestleMania, you know Shane's going to have a big match on the card.
2: And it did call him. What did he say? The the big sh- the big money the big dollar size something like that. You're the big person for, mania. Yeah. Oh, I Ooh, that's brutal. that's, oh, that's man, depressing.
3: you had to say it, you son of a bitch. Because there was literally no other reason for him to be
2: on that show. Nope. Uh, except for the blockbuster announcement that was more lackluster than blockbuster was also made by adam pierce
3: yes (laughs) and shane looked like he had no idea what he was supposed to do out there like he was very awkward and uncomfortable which is not very much like shane um did anybody else have any what the fucks because i had a couple more but if anybody else has, okay um obviously we talked about it drew versus orton again (sighs) that's the this is the creative this is the best we can come up with for drew mcintyre is just Break glass, use Randy Orton. And by the way, we didn't even get anything with Fiend and Alexa here, which I sort of expected when we got Drew versus Orton. Right. And no follow-up on Alexa sitting on the corner spitting out black cum last week. Like, (laughs) just like it never happened. That's just a normal day at the office for some people, I guess. What the fuck is going on? Between that and Randy Orton's remarkable face-healing skills, Um, that in like six days he can go from be completely burnt to a crisp to totally fine again at the Royal Rumble oh my what is the fucking creative department on Raw doing what do they get fucking paid for
2: writing shitty storylines and how uh, just
3: how does the same creative team that did this go and do the Royal Rumble which was done so well (laughs) how is that possible Ugh. All right. So that's going to do it for my What the Fox, but we have there's an elephant in the room. Uh-oh. And maybe elephant is incorrect choice of words for this particular segment, but... It seems appropriate. We, we have to discuss Nia Jax's moment on Raw. Uh, so...
2: Wait, what are you guys talking about?
3: Yeah. So Nia Jax actually may have broke the internet. Um, so... What she week, broke the internet with her someone. home. So, you know. Week, two months removed from the Tables, Ladders, Chairs pay-per-view. And uh, the you know eight-month program between Lana and Naya completely centered around tables. Came to a head on Monday Night Raw on a random match in a tables match. Um, <sighs> Naya went for a leg drop on the apron. Missed it. And then goes to the apron, flips the table, and yells ah, my butt, and then steps further and goes, my hole! Which became a trend on Twitter and a very repeated meme today. Um, So, John, what were your thoughts of Naya's uh, performance on Raw this week?
1: Um... I feel like I fell somewhere in the middle on that
3: because I feel like
1: people were either... Okay, so
3: you're in the middle of Nia's hole.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> someone save me. I, uh, I need lots of rope, but... Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the internet, one way or the other, were reacting very strongly to it, and I can't be bothered to really put that much emotional investment into anything involving Nia Jax.
2: Okay. Ginger? Do you know Ross sucked when someone's screaming my hole is the only thing that people are talking about the next day? That's fucking sad. Uh, As for her work, it's shitty as usual. Okay. I feel so,
3: Jason is a little bit of a different thought there. So I'm going to have a different take here than than some of the like I understand why people are out there finding this funny and I get that. What I found it was incredibly disrespectful. Because this was not Naya going out there and going I'm going to be over the top funny. This was Naya going out there being pissed off that they were going to have her they had booked her to lose to Lana. So she was going to make a laughing stock out of the entire situation because she didn't want, it's not fucking credible for Lana to beat me. I should, she probably tried to get the match result changed and it's like, well, fuck it. If you're going to do this, then I'm just going to make a fucking mockery of it. And that's what she did. It was, it was very much Shawn Michaels overselling for Hulk Hogan, you know, in that sort of vein. That's what it was. And it was very disrespectful to Lana it was very disrespectful to the writers and the bosses in the company because she was basically fucking up what they wrote because she didn't like it.
2: At least that's the impression I got. Ginger, I don't know if you felt no, that. No, I, I agree because they went out and, went and edited it out on yeah. replays as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I didn't think of it that way, but you know what? You, you're fucking spot on. Yeah. I hate this woman so much in the business. (laughs) It makes her worse. It makes her that much worse. Shitty. Shitty Shitty hole.
3: (laughs) There you go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. I think, mercifully, that is going to do it for this edition of WWE Rundown, unless you guys had anything else from Raw or SmackDown.
2: Uh, Man, SmackDown is really fucking whooping Raw's ass. Storyline-wise. And, and wrestling, everything-wise.
3: Everything, was. everything I, dude, overall. AEW is whipping Raw's ass right now. That's I, not... I that's will continue
1: just, my plea to the heavens to fucking make Raw two hours.
3: It's not going to happen. It's too profitable at three hours.
1: I know. of it sucks at three hours. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> I do like Every
3: single week, I get completely mentally and emotionally drained by this show. And then I look at my watch, and it's 10 o'clock. And I'm like, there's another fucking hour of this show. I never feel that way watching SmackDown. I never feel that way watching NXT. I never feel that way watching AEW. I didn't feel that way watching the pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble, and that was three hours. I rarely feel that way on a pay-per-view, even if there's some bad spots. For the most part, I enjoy the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. But every single Monday, we just get such subpar ins- intelligence, insulting bullshit.
2: Like, ugh. do you think they run off of this because it's raw? It was their first big show, and they think it could never fail. I think a big part of it for me is
3: that they have too much talent to have one roster but not enough top talent to support two rosters. Okay. And apparently no
1: inclination to fucking Mm. elevate some of that other talent.
3: Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, because that's what it to me is. It's like, you got too many guys to have one locker room without releasing guys. And we know they don't want to do that because although they've done a few, but for the most part, they don't want to free up talent that could be useful to another company,
1: which is why Kurt Hawkins was expendable.
3: Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly um but they they don't have enough guys that they can say oh hey we need a program for Drew. All right, well, let's heat up Randy Orton again. <laughs> uh-huh it's just it's it's a mess I and mean, they need have a lot of fucking work to do but uh we have no more work to do because we are about to get out of here so please join us next week when we smack yo ass raw next time you ain't
0: got no chance in hell,
2: uh, no, chance in hell. no chance in hell you
1: you proud